Hello and welcome to Brooded, the home and garden podcast. My name is Viviana del Manzano. I am the writer and creator behind this amazing show. I am from sunny and tropical San Juan, Puerto Rico, and I grow plants and love all year long in this tropical paradise. I'm so excited to share my love of home and garden with you. Hopefully you both can grow and root together through this podcast. Before we start, I really want to share this quote with you. It goes, Sweet is the breath of morn, her rising sweet with charm of earliest birds. John Milton. Today, I have a very informative episode all about prepping home and garden for the dreaded hurricane season. Now, as I record this, we are starting the month of August. As you should all be aware, hurricane season runs from June to November every year. And what this means is that the weather conditions during this time are favorable and conducive to storms, tropical depressions, and the development of hurricanes, particularly in hurricane-prone areas like the Caribbean, states like Florida, the Carolinas, Texas, Louisiana, and Puerto Rico, where I'm from. That doesn't mean that you can't utilize this information if you don't live in hurricane-prone areas. You can use these guidelines to be prepared in general for winter storms, thunderstorms, tornadoes, weather anomalies, and other shit-hits-the-fan situations. Crazy things happen, people. And it's best to be prepared for the unimaginable, as I learned back in 2017 with hurricanes Irma and Maria. So because of my experience, I sometimes seem a little overprepared during hurricane season, but that's because I've got full-on PTSD from the catastrophe we Puerto Ricans lived on the island two years ago. I myself survived for exactly 100 days without electric power after Hurricane Maria. And during these life-changing events, I learned the basics of survival. I learned the importance of having a well-stocked pantry, a power generator, gasoline, batteries, a radio. I even learned how to can and preserve my perishable food. I estimated I lost about $400 worth of groceries from the power outage alone. I lost all the plants in my garden and woke up to a mess on the streets. I made a seven-hour queue at a gas station just to fill my tank. This experience changed my life, and now I prepare so differently for hurricane season than how I used to before. I saw with my own eyes the scarcities one couldn't even imagine. Empty grocery stores, no water anywhere, no fresh food. This can happen to you too. That's why we must all prepare. So here are my tips on how to get prepared. The first thing I do during hurricane season is evaluate my pantry, fridge, and freezer situation. If your pantry is empty but your freezer is full, you are risking losing hundreds of dollars in groceries if the power runs out. Ideally, you should only keep at most a week's worth of food in your freezer during hurricane season. You should have a four to six month stock of food and supplies in your pantry, mostly bare bone ingredients and a few ready-made canned items. The food in your fridge should be immediate consumption food, what you go through in a week. Stay away from bulk items that are perishable and only buy bulk pantry items. Basic tips are always have a stock of candles, gas tanks for your barbecue or stove. And that brings me to another topic, which is, do you have somewhere to cook your food without electric power? 
Since I have an electric stove, which is the most common type here in Puerto Rico due to lack of gas lines, I spent 100 days cooking on a tiny propane stove, the kind you use while camping. It was awful. Even though I had a generator, it was not potent enough to power my stove. It did, however, power my fridge for eight hours a day. I'm telling you all of this because we need to be prepared for the worst case scenario. After my experience and the lack of preparations I found myself in, I now tend to exaggerate and overprepare a little bit. But hey, I'd rather be overprepared than caught unawares. And that is what I want you to take to heart from this episode of Rooted. Take today for example. Today's prognosis was rain, rain, and more rain. So I prepared. I didn't water my garden this morning. I left my dogs indoor when I went to work, much to their chagrin, and geared myself up with raincoat and boots ready for that two to six inches of rain that was coming, supposedly. And then, well, nothing happened. (laughs) It reminds me of the scene in Jerome K. Jerome's hilarious novel, Three Men in a Boat, to say nothing of the dog. The excerpt goes, I do think that of all the silly, irritating tomfoolishness by which we are plagued, this quote-unquote weather forecast fraud is about the most aggravating. It forecasts precisely what happened yesterday or the day before and precisely the opposite of what is going to happen today. But who wants to be foretold the weather? It is bad enough when it comes without our having the misery of knowing about it beforehand. The prophet we like is the old man who, on the particularly gloomy-looking morning of some day, when we particularly want it to be fine, looks round the horizon with a particularly knowing eye and says, Oh no, sir, I think it will clear up all right. It will break all right enough, sir. Ah, he knows, we say, as we wish him good morning and start off, Wonderful how these old fellows can tell. And we feel an affection for that man, which is not at all lessened by the circumstances of its not clearing up, but continuing to rain steadily all day. Ah, well, we feel. He did his best. For the man that prophesizes us bad weather, on the contrary, we entertain only bitter and revengeful thoughts. Going to clear up, do you think? We shout cheerily as we pass. Well, no, sir, I'm afraid it's settled down for the day, he replies, shaking his head. Stupid old fool, we mutter. What's he know about it? And if his portent proves correct, we come back feeling still more angry against him and with a vague notion that somehow or other he has something to do with it. I hope you enjoyed that excerpt. Jerome K. Jerome was a hilarious British author, and I highly recommend you check out his literary works. But enough about the uncertainty of weather and weather forecasts. Let's talk about ways to be prepared for disasters in the garden. Why is this important? Well, if you have a vegetable garden, you probably depend on it for food. So my first tip for you gardeners out there is to succession plant. Now, All this means is that you should seed backup plants in case something happens to your current crop and also to have back-to-back harvests. So let's say you have a tomato you just planted in your garden. Well, if you succession plant, you should be starting a new batch of tomato seeds right as you plant that tomato. 
That way, you always have a transplant ready to go, and you can have a second tomato harvest as soon as the first one's done. With this technique, you'd have a continual harvest all season long, as well as backup plants in cases of emergency. You can use this method for any plant you consistently depend on for nourishment. I depended heavily on my secession plants for my post-Hurricane Maria garden. All of my crops were blown away by the winds or drowned in the floods. I made sure, however, to protect all of my baby plants. I stored them all inside the house because I knew I'd need to replenish my garden after a Category 5 hurricane. So the back of my house looked like a total mess, a jungle of baby tomato plants, nursery pods, seed boxes. I just had to protect my future harvest as much as I could. I want to clarify that the point of having secession plants in relating to hurricane season prep is that you want to be able to have a new garden as soon as possible. If you're a person who depends on your vegetables, on your fruits and veggies that you grow, you cannot just start new seeds right after a disaster occurs. You want to be able to have plants in nursery pots ready to go into the ground as soon as the disaster is over. And the best way to do that is by secession planting because at least that way you can ensure that you always have seeds started. You always have something to get in the ground in case there's an emergency. And that actually really helps also if you have pests in your garden. Maybe you have a tomato plant that is covered in spider mites, but you have a backup that you started just as you transplanted the first one in the ground. So. For me, having secession plants is really the key to having a survival garden, to be able to always depend on your garden. And because I had backup plants, that meant that immediately after Hurricane Maria, I could be out there in the garden planting my new garden. And it was such an incredible experience being part of the few places in Puerto Rico that kind of felt like it was regrowing after seeing how devastated the entire island was how gray how gloomy how the bees were dying my garden was actually almost flourishing at one point while everything else was trying to regrow very slowly i was able to get things off the ground as soon as possible because i was prepared beforehand and i didn't even do it on purpose i didn't really know that i was actually planting my future post Hurricane Maria garden when I started those seeds in the first place. I thought I was just secession planting. I thought I was just planting for my future. The second tip I want to give you is to immediately remove anything from your garden or patio that could possibly become a projectile. A projectile can be anything from a chair to a pot, a plant stake, anything that can become dangerous when lifted by a heavy wind. My garden is the absolute tidiest during hurricane season because I want to have everything I'm not using stored away so that I don't even have to think about it if there's a hurricane warning. Here's what I'd need to remove from my own garden right now if there was a storm coming. I'd have to remove all of my patio furniture, including my outdoor sofas, my outdoor dining room set, my Adronac chairs, my barbecue, all of my pots, whether planted up or not, will have to be stored indoors. All of the wall decoration, like my vejigante, all plant stakes and trellises, 
plant racks. Basically, I strip my terrace completely and fit everything I can into my storage area. I'd also make sure to remove any loose bricks and pavers in my garden, garden statues, you get the gist. Anything that could potentially go flying off and hurt somebody or break something is a big no-no during hurricane warning. This is not the time to take out trash, debris, wood, etc. because it could harm you or others around you. It could block storm drains and cause flooding and you don't want to be the cause of that. My third garden prep tip is to store all your seeds indoor in the safest room in your house and make sure they are in a waterproof container. How horrible would it be to live through a disaster where there is no food but you can't grow anything because your seeds were damaged in the storm. Just like you would protect your family, your pets, and your supplies, keep your seeds safe. They could be the key to your survival. You may think I'm a bit crazy for saying this, but you never know when you won't be able to get food at the supermarket or online. Emergencies do happen. I lived this. And this is coming to you from a Maria survivor, from a woman who had to make ends meet without electricity for 100 days. Protect those seeds, baby. They could be the key to your survival. My very last bit of advice is to harvest and preserve your garden veggies not only during hurricane season, but throughout the entire year. This is your opportunity. You have to learn to preserve your food. Learn to can what you harvest, what you grow. Like my grandmother always says, El que guarda siempre tiene, mijita. The person who stores always has, my dear. I was so traumatized from losing all of the food in my fridge and freezer that I started looking into how to preserve food without refrigeration. That's how I learned about canning, which is a way of preserving perishable food with heat and pressure inside a mason jar. Now, canning is very scientific and you need proper tools like a water bath canner for high acid foods and a pressure canner for low acid foods. I highly recommend you watch Gilbert Farms on YouTube. Jamie has an entire playlist on canning and check out the National Home Food Preservation site for exact guidelines to follow when canning. Very important when working with low acid food, specifically like vegetables and meat. If you'd like an entire episode on the basics of canning, from jam to canned tomatoes to beef, please let me know by writing to me on my Instagram, at RootedPR. Now, during hurricane season, my pantry is fully stocked, my freezer is roomy, my garden is organized, my generator is full of gas and ready to roll. Hopefully this year will go by without any any incidents, but just in case, I'm ready. And a reminder that you should always have emergency bags ready to go, a first aid kit, food and water, anything that you'd need if you were to take off running right now. Let me know if you'd like an episode where I talk about my emergency bags and my emergency plan. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rooted, the Home and Garden Podcast. What with storm threats and hurricane season, I really felt the need to give out this information I garnered during my own experience. I hope this inspired you to get prepared, not only inside your home, but in the garden as well. I know that my post-hurricane garden was actually the most fruitful, beautiful garden I've ever had. If you like this podcast and found it informative, please subscribe and share with a friend. I have so many awesome episodes in store for you guys like Vegetable Gardening 101, Magical Plants of Harry Potter, Crystals in the Home and Garden, and so much more. 
You can follow my Instagram for bonus content at RootedPR. I'm always sharing photos of my home and garden and interesting info for gardeners of all backgrounds. Sending you all lots of love and hope you are all getting rooted. Thank you for listening. <laughs>